Maya Explaining is the podcast where Maya explains a TV show after having watched only the pilot and finale. She hasn't seen any other episodes and has done zero research. With the help of a special guest expert, Maya will get to the bottom of your favorite shows. Today, Maya explains Pushing Daisies. This is Maya, and I'm here with Adair, and we're going to be talking about my episode of Pushing Daisies. Hi! Which is fine. <laughs> Which was fine, Adair. It was fine. You know, I've never watched Pushing Daisies, and weirdly, really? have never actually had the interest in watching it. I get that Are you telling me the truth? Yeah, I've never oh, watched it. Oh, that makes it. me feel so much better. I've never watched it, it's, which is hilarious, because it feels like this kind of show is made for me. I think that you would really dig it if you watched it from the beginning to the end and didn't watch just the first episode and the last episode. Yeah, I, I've i heard visually that the world is very cool that is that it's built in. It's beautiful. And, it's stunning. And I love a good world. It's one of my favorite things about The Good Place. It's such a fun world. Yes. World building is really important, guys. Can we talk it, about it just is. Can we talk about that show instead of pushing no, we, no, we can't. I no. Oh, right. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Talking. You're the producer. Mm-hmm. We can't do that, Maya. I'm sorry, but I do. I have to say, while listening to this episode, I was a little bit jealous because the rapport between you and Cameron, super fun. He's uh, my buddy, pal. And I wondered though. He's I, so I, smart. I had a bet with myself. I was like, there is no way they're getting through this whole episode and not going on some Star Trek tangent. And you did. Of course we did. We had to. My it's favorite thing is there is, there is, I will state, guys, there is a, a fire engine in part in this that I did not edit out. I had the choice to edit it out. But what came from that conversation was so funny to me that I kept it in. So starting at that whole fire engine to like your guys talk about nuclear winter, there was like really no easy way to cut it. And so like transition it to keep the like nuclear winter chat. It was just very funny. And it, I mean, it's that kind of stuff where I was like, you guys have a great rapport. It makes me really excited to go back and listen again to the Star Trek episodes that you were on. And guys, the Met Generation, which Dan, who was in the last episode, and Cameron, who was in this episode, host, Maya does do guest episodes on. So I highly recommend going into their backlogs, listening to that if it's interesting to you. Go ahead, give it, give the show a full listen. It's it's really funny, like especially this part, this uh, next generation, season two stuff is hilarious. Dan's impression of the doctor, Doctor Pulaski, his doctor, his Doctor Pulaski is the best thing I've ever heard. His Doctor Pulaski, I think, is better than the actual Doctor Pulaski. Well, I have That's contacted him and said, Pulaski like, I want. I was like, please just only leave me voicemails as Doctor Pulaski now. Because it's, it's like, so funny. Hello, it's me. Mm. And I'm not a smoker. And I care. also am not a Trekkie. Having a drink and a smoke. 
I don't listen to I, I I don't listen. I don't listen to Star Trek the Star Treks. I don't watch Star Trek. I haven't really. My brother watched Next Generation a little bit when I was younger, but that's about it as and I mean I've watched the movies. I do want to go in and talk to them about the movies because I do feel like that's something I, I know something about. The Kelvinverse? Uh yeah, the oh, Kelvinverse. Do you know Okay. I was like, wait, you know that term. I didn't Yes, I know the Kelvinverse. See, and well, some people don't, and I didn't want to assume that you're like, uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty familiar with J.J. Abrams, too, just in general, and he has mm-hmm. certain themes. Kelvin is one of them. Yeah. <clears throat> he he does like bringing that up. But this isn't a Star Trek episode. This is Pushing Daisies, starring the the effervescent Lee Pace, who I do love. I like him. I, I also really love- liked him in Twilight. I love how much you tortured Cameron regarding Twilight. That was super fun. He is it, that guy from Twilight. Well, not he was only in like the last two movies, but he is that guy from Twilight. He definitely is. I think he was in no, Twilight. No, he was only in the final one because the last, the second to last one ends with Bella turning into a vampire. <gasps> Having the baby. You're right. And then all the people come. So yeah, he was in the last one. He likes electric I really, ladies. I just got to state. I he really likes women he can't touch. I really... He has, a, he has a problem I really fucking hate that I knew that though that I was like no 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 Maya in Twilight Lee Pace is only there for one for one movie get your facts <clears throat> straight you know who really likes Twilight who my mother I was gonna say your mom <laughs> as in a uh, like a regular show joke um have you seen regular show no oh it's really funny it's uh a raccoon and a blue jay and their best friends and they I mean, are like, I know of it I've just never watched it. they're like stoners but there is no drug use on the show but I think they're stoners they drink a lot of soda and eat a lot of chicken wings so and me, when they eat a lot of chicken the wings they're super they all act like they're really fucked up like mm, really high interesting. so I think that like that might be some sort of drug in their universe but right. um I I didn't hate the show it's just it there's didn't a seem like you did no i mean but i'm not gonna watch it again i'm not gonna watch it again it's, and i just feel like i have to defend myself because i'm like i'm probably not gonna watch it i well that doesn't wa- answer my next question of will you watch it so there um the show has so much exposition in it that the last episode is like uh, blah 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 pushing plot forward oh remember this thing like like gossip girl this is how we explain this thing. Yeah, Gossip Girl did that a lot, or did that in the last episode, too. And a lot, I think that one of the things that might get in the way with uh, with this whole podcast is that there are shows where their final episode has a lot of exposition in it, which sort of tells you what's going to happen anyway. So there's no, like, mm-hmm. excitement in watching those events unfold. Yeah. Cuz even if I'm even if I'm spoiled for it, I don't mind. Like I knew, spoiler alert, that Dumbledore died before I read the book because they yeah, didn't put a spoiler that. alert and it was in fucking Time magazine. Still not like super happy. You ruined happy our childhood Time that. magazine. I'm not happy they did that, but it didn't ruin it for me cuz I didn't know how it was going to play out. I yeah. had no clue. And when it di- the way that it did play out, I was shocked and it was great. Um, whereas with Pushing Daisies, I kind of figured, I mean, I figured it out and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I got it. You know, who, who, who am I to say that, uh, Cameron is wrong and that it's not the best show ever. I mean, he, he watches it every year. So that's every saying year. something. 
When yeah. you re- rewatch something every year, you're clearly dedicated, which is something I've never really heard of. So that was intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so any other Maybe any I'll other watch thoughts? the first episode. I'll watch the first episode every year. That is what I will dedicate myself to. Once a year, I will watch the pilot episode of Pushing Daisies, and that is it. Really, also, because I feel like you. that would make... Do you think that would make uh, Cameron crazy? I think you w- will slowly but surely drive him insane at some point. I'll call it like Pushing Daisies Day or something. No, Pushing Cameron Over the Edge. Edge. <laughs> Be like, wow, that first episode is so good. And I'm done. Till next year. Tune in for me Why aren't you watching the rest? Again. <laughs> you just, you have no interest in where the plot goes after that first episode. You're like, no, it was a nice, tidy little episode. We're good. It was really good. I'm satisfied fully and completely. Um, well, it was lovely getting to hear you explain it, though. That was very fun. Thank you. I was right for the you most were. part, too. Which I was pleasantly surprised oh, by. Oh, Maya. You mentioned in the last intro for Dan's episode that you were going to look at the movie that was in your living room. Can you tell us what Netflix DVD was in your living room? Yes, it's called Two Billboards in Ebbing, Missouri, which three I have billboards seen. billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's important. One billboard outside Tacoma, Washington. Is that what it is? The Tacoma Aroma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nope, that's that's perfect. That's perf. You did great. Yeah, All right, I Maya. Mean, yeah, three ebb three ebbings outside of Billboard, if, Missouri. Yeah, if you have no idea what we're talking about, listen, watching it. Listen to the listen to our last episode if you're curious about what we're talking about. Just, just I don't understand people that don't watch things in order. It sort of bugs me. It's like they don't respect the progression of time. Well, they fucking don't. Just All right, well, Maya. One, two, three. Anyway, all right. Are anyway, you I you're uh, watching so, the first and last episode of things. I don't think you respect time structure. Who the fuck am I to say anything? All right, you ready, Maya? Uh, yes, I am. And again, I will say that this episode is going to be a lot funnier to listen to if you watch those two episodes of Pushing Daisies, the first and last episodes, and they are on Amazon Prime. So if you don't have Amazon Prime. I don't know. Make a friend. Make a and friend. Watch it with that. Use that friend. Use that. Make the get friend, rid of that friend. Use that friend. Dump that friend. <laughs> Whatever. A, I love that. That's great. <laughs> you get that on a t-shirt. Make, Make that a friend. friend. Use, Use that, that friend. friend. Dump, Dump that friend. That friend. <laughs> Woo. Okay. All right. Well, if if that's all you got, then mm-hmm. let's tune in. Hello, this is Maya, and you're listening to Maya Explaining. On today's episode, I have with me a special guest from our brother podcast, The Med Generation, Cameron Faring. Cameron is a singer, actor, composer, teacher, husband, friend, one who adores being sent Star Trek memes, and a super nerd. Cameron came into the world in the traditional way and has spent his life making people happy. I'd like to thank Cameron for the opportunity to watch Pushing Daisies a show I have never had any interest in watching, ever. Cameron, welcome to the pod, and say hello to the peoples. Hello, peoples. <laughs> it's so nice to be here. Gosh, that was... You're so sweet and so kind, and I 
really needed that today. <laughs> well, it's all true. It's all true. And well, I know, thank you. I know how much you love getting the Star Trek memes. I, at I night, do. sometimes I, I, I will scroll through, like, Twitter or Facebook and, um, like, start, there's this, these Star Trek without context things that I really, and I just enjoy them. And so then I save them. My phone is almost at capacity only because <laughs> I keep saving these pictures. Uh, I love it so much. It's, and they're so delightful. good. Well, they're so funny. Uh, it's I mean, a good time. most of these, most of these are not mine. I mean, I did make up, I did change one uh, a little bit, added some, some text to it to reference Daniel Crary. Who was on the last mm. episode? Who mm-hmm. you know? Oh, Dan was on. What did he talk about? Once upon a time. Oh, of course he did. The show that he hates, <laughs> but I think he actually kind of <laughs> likes now. Uh, uh huh. It's really complicated, and I'm so glad that I... this show, although it has complexities of its own, is not as complex as uh, Once Upon a Time. Yeah, that's a hot mess. A beautiful hot mess. I freaking love it. Well, did you so you watched the <laughs> so you watched the first and last episode, so you're caught up with me, so you know what what I viewed? Did you watch more I than just the first? Do. I'm not gonna lie to you, I rewatched this show every September. Really? I do. Oh it's uh it's good timing though. I'm not for gonna me. go too much into it. It was great timing. It's like we knew. It's almost like we planned it specifically in some way. <laughs> Shocking. I know. So I, I I wrote quite a lengthy explanation of what I think that this show is about. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward, though, watching the first and last episodes. So I'm pretty sure I got it. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> Pushing Daisies is about a guy named Ned who is played by that guy in Twilight. Lee Pace, he was in Twilight. I remember him in Twilight. God damn it. (laughs) Ned can bring people back to life by touching them, but there are rules. If you bring someone back to life, you have 60 seconds to talk to them. If you go longer than that, then somebody else will die. And if you touch them again, they'll die forever. When Ned discovered his power, he brought his dog back to life. Uh, I'm assuming that someone else died because of this, but it's never really mentioned. It just isn't. I mean, there was a squirrel that died somewhere in that first scene. And I'm wondering if that was the thing and if it's like higher and lower life form type of situation. And that's (laughs) never that's never fully, fully explained. And I don't really know. Uh, Ned's mom was the second person he brought back, but he didn't know the rules and his neighbor died instead. But then his mom Kissed him goodnight, and she died anyway, and that was sad. Ned's neighbor uh, is a little girl named Chuck and her dad. After his death, she goes to live with her uh, aunts Lily and Vivian, who actually end up being her biological mother and aunt. They're played by Susie Kurtz and Ellen Green. Ugh, love them. Right. Uh, Ugh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Um, I do have a few questions about that for later. I'm sure you do. Uh, Chuck and Ned uh, grow up separately. Ned was sent off to boarding school after his mother died. And Chuck gets murdered on a cruise ship. Chuck is a pie maker and a sort of like a PI with a partner named 
Emerson, who's played by Chi McBride. Also love him. Um, they bring people back for 60 seconds to collect clues. To solve Chuck's murder, Ned brings her back, but he can't make her dead again out of guilt and because he loves her very much. Some shitty guy dies as a result. I assume no one cares about him and there are no consequences at all. <laughs> That's quite the assumption. <laughs> uh, Ned's employee, Olive, is played by Christian Chenoweth, obvious love, and she is tiny and spunky and has a crush on Ned that she gets over. I'm assuming, because it seems like she did in the last episode. Everyone keeps it secret from the aunts that Chuck is alive, because things would happen. Things would happen. Uh, they solve mysteries together, and there's an old timeless timelessness to this show. Uh, the show is a murder of the week kind of thing, where each death goes along with the theme of everyone learning and growing together. Secrets are told, and everything is probably very shocking once they're told. I everybody eventually gets a happy ending. Lily and Vivian, I think they go back on tour as synchronized swimmers or something like that after Vivian forgives Lily for sleeping with her fiance A and giving birth to Chuck. Chuck and Ned are in love and are totally okay with never touching, which is a completely valid way to have a relationship. <laughs> Not it is. You can totally totally have a relationship you like that. You absolutely can. It's okay. Emerson uh, wrote a pop-up book and his daughter, I think it's his daughter or something, shows up at the door. At the end, Olive gets together with a dirty David Arquette. <laughs> uh, the entire series has a nice feeling with a narrator like he's reading a story. Makes me think of a series of unfortunate events, same timelessness, but pushing daisies, daisies is much happier. And that is what the show is about. Did I get it right? I mean, that's... You're pretty close. You're pretty close on all ends. It was, uh, I mean, it seemed like it was easy enough because there were, there's a lot of ex exposition in like in every episode. So yes, that's true. Uh, even in that last episode, there's a lot of reminders of things hap that happened in past episodes. So I didn't really feel like I like was like, well, wait, what? Like when I f when they were like, oh, yeah, that's uh, Lily is actually Chuck's mom. I was like, OK, like they fully explained that. Or did they fully explain that in the first episode? No, no, no. It was explained in the very last episode in mm -hmm. the I, th I think it might have even been in the previously on or was at the very beginning. They managed to pack a lot of story in one episode, which is why I think that it was able to end even though I know that this was a very beloved show, it was able to end on a good note, which I think is good. Um, like they told the story. Absolutely. There could have obviously been more story, but I feel like they took care of it pretty well. <laughs> we're, we're all secretly hoping for more. I don't think that that's ever going to happen. I'm just saying <laughs> it's done. I mean, like there's talks of a musical. Everyone's that goes in on one of my questions. actually. But I think, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it was, it was it was okay. I mean, everyone keeps telling me that I will freaking love this show. And I love everyone in it. I mean, I don't know anything about the, the, the woman who plays Chuck. She was delightful. She was like exactly what people want Zoe Deschanel to be. <laughs> you know that's that hits the nail on the head she's, right she's there. like kind of she's spunky and quirky and and sometimes like super naive and innocent but also like 
has heart and feeling in a way that uh, Zoe Deschanel does have often has trouble portraying on film. I'm I'm not trying to necessarily dog her too hard. It's just that uh, have you ever seen the show? Uh, it's like a mini series called. It was like the Wizard of Oz sort of mini series that Zoe Deschanel did, and no. Alan Cumming is in it. And well, it's, fantastic! It's super good. Oh, Tin Man! It's called up. Tin Man. And uh, I'm gonna uh, okay. I'm gonna back up from the mic a little bit, and I'm gonna do my impersonation of her, of Zoe Deschanel having <laughs> feelings. Hold on, it it sounds like <laughs> I'm having feelings now. I'm yelling <laughs> in my feelings, and that's uh, and I'm like, mm, I'm not really buying feelings. I'm just it's just loud. <laughs> like, oh. I think you could do better than that, and I do. Her sister is a delightful actress who I very much enjoy. Emily Deschanel. Okay, enough about uh, Zoe Deschanel, the <laughs> Zoe Deschanel minute. <laughs> but she did like remind were... me of Zoe Deschanel, but like better. Like, I mean, she's she's fabulous. I adore every single person in this cast. They're all really and good, and the guy from Twilight the, is really good too. He's he's fabulous. He's I mean, I know he's one of done my favorite things. actors because of this show. I mean, I know he's done other things. I really. He has. I was looking at it. I was like, he looks like that guy from Twilight. And I was like, oh, that is that guy from Twilight. You know, the guy. <laughs> oh, my God, it is. The guy's friends with uh, Carlisle. And then he hooks up with the, with the electric lady. The electric I... vampire? She's electric. Confession time. I've never watched them all the way through. They're like all on Hulu. I know, but I just I have better things to do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they're like all on Hulu. Even watch Twilight Maya. I'm sorry. They're, they're just like really fun, stupid show. It's a really fun, stupid <sighs> movie series. Like there is nothing redeemable or great <laughs> about it. It's a really. Great, I know. That's why I haven't bothered. <laughs> it's like a hate watch, but I I don't hate it. Uh, Ugh, well, so good. I, I recommend I it because uh, I. Lee Pace is delightful in 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 that. I'm sure he is. He's delightful in everything he's and ever he done. And he speaks in including his the Elf King. Accent. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So he's an elf <laughs> and a vampire and a dude who can bring people back to life by by just touching the pie maker. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Like that's a really right? shitty power. It is a very is. shitty power. It seems like it would be cool, but like. Like, it's not cool at all. I I actually legitimately felt bad for him. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a curse. Well, I think we've hit the time of the show. <laughs> my favorite time of the show. Oh, my goodness. Five questions to clear up. This is the time of the show where the splainer, me, gets to ask the guestbert, you, five questions only to clear up any and all confusion. Warning, oh. may cause further confusion. <laughs> I'm going to do my damnedest. So I watched this last night and these are my five questions. Question Great. one. If the sisters were unmarried and had no other siblings, then where was Chuck supposed to have come from? They took it's in a niece. one of the things <laughs> they did take. They did take in a niece. Um, it's... 
it's sort of cleared up in an episode, but it's left a little vague on purpose. And I, that is one of the things about this show that I find charming is that it, it doesn't make an effort to clear up every single tiny minutia as far as plot points go. It's just assumed. And I mean, they do, she does say a pair of old spinsters that I call my aunts at some point. But it's still a little vague. Huh. I mean, they are her. I mean, one of them is her actual aunt. Uh-huh. But yep. that's not totally cleared up. Okay. So uh, question two is, uh, was Charles Charles like a cousin or something? Uh, because they all had the same last name and none of them were married. <laughs> Charles Charles, <laughs> who is the father of Chuck and mm-hmm. also was engaged to Vivian, but had an affair with Lily. Mm-hmm. Was he already related to them? Because they all are called, they're the, they're, it's Vivian, Vivian and Lily Charles. And he's a Charles. It sure is. Is, is this it like sure a is. Smith? Are there lots of Charleses in the, uh, this universe or? Yes, there are lots of Charleses in this universe. Is that where we're just going to have to assume that they're, that they are not cousins? They are not cousins, are you, no. Are you sure, though? I'm positive. Okay. I trust you. Yeah, no, they, they try and stay away from incest in this show, G- which is another reason it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing because it stays away from incest. Unlike Law and yep. Order SVU. And, and Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones, gross. <laughs> they just will not let up. Okay, then. Nope. Well, that's good to know, because I was like, this is, like, I was, it was one of those brief pauses. I was like, wait a minute. His name was Charles Charles. <laughs> yep, it sure was. <laughs> what is happening here? Okay, question three. Who is that little girl? Yes. Who is the little girl behind the door at Emerson's office? Is that his daughter? Oh, it is his daughter. Um, throughout the course of the series, we realized that... Emerson has a secret daughter that his ex-wife just took away and completely cut off contact and it's broken his heart. And he spends all of his time trying, I mean, he spent a great deal of his life trying to find her. That's actually why he became a private eye. But she's a child. So really, he didn't spend that many years. Let's be real. Well, I mean. She's still a child. He spent like five or six She's like 12 now. (laughs) she's like 12 now and we don't know when she left honestly we don't that part's never made clear but that's why he he not necessarily became a private eye but started to focus was because he desperately wanted to find her and he ends up doing something that i'm not going to tell you why and because no that's the whole point you're supposed to tell me that's (laughs) okay he ends up in one of the episodes, um, <laughs> she writes a pop-up book and she's in it. Yeah, I mean, he does write a pop-up book, and he, it, his hope is that it's actually a map to him, and that she has some of his genetics, and will find she will come to him. That is his hope, and it ends up happening. Oh, that's sweet. It's like like he wants her to have like if she has the PI blood. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've, well, and also just he's hoping because he's been able, to, been completely unable to, um, 
get his get her mother to talk to him to deal with him in any way shape or form mm. and we i mean that's not really touched on that relationship i'm gonna say all I we know is that like she's he's gone probably not a very good private investigator <laughs> he's actually pretty good i mean when he when he actually has to private investigate instead of just relying on the pie maker's magical touch he's pretty good at like, it it just takes you know it feels like if someone is missing and you're a private investigator, that it wouldn't be that hard as a private investigator to find that hidden person. And then... Unless there's a restraining order or something weird is, you know, it's... Right, I mean... It's hard to say. If you know where they are, though, it feels like there are... I mean, there are legal hoops and and results, but those those are boring as far as storytelling goes. They sure are. Nobody cares about court proceedings. No. (laughs) Unless you're watching Law and Order. Um, and even then, <laughs> and even then, you're like, "All right, yeah, I get it." Motion two. Uh, okay, question four: Would mm-hmm. the show have been better if the sisters had had an a vaudeville show uh, instead of swimming, so that everybody could sing? Everybody oh, that no. could sing would sing. I mean, everyone that can sing does sing. Eventually, they do. Mm-hmm. So, Ellen. Ellen Green does sing. There is a there's an Ellen Green and Christian Chenoweth duet. Okay. I'm into that. And it's magical. Um, There was actually a planned musical episode if it didn't get canceled after season two. But unfortunately, it did. So I mean, it's we never got to see a full musical. It's got everyone that would be good to be in a musical. Like I would enjoy all of those people. I mean, even if they just came back. Frankly, if they came back and just made a musical episode about like what we've been up to, everyone's still alive, right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> then, yeah, they could all just come back and, and uh, it'd be great. But right? do you think it would have been better if they had been a vaudeville act instead of Swimming Sisters? Oh, no. I think after you get to see the <laughs> the Darling Mermaid Darlings just in their eccentricities and in their... Ugh, it's just the way. So well, when they so go into when they do the one hour of synchronized movement and they go into the pie shop to order pie, um, and they talk with the exact same tone and cadence, it was it was very amusing. It was very amusing. <laughs> I I, I did so like good. that because they were they were even moving at the same time, and I was like, wow. Oh yeah. Well. And mostly I was looking at that as just like, just in a technical way, the actresses had to work hard to do that. Oh, they did. I believe that uh, Susie Kurtz and and Ellen Green are two very different people. And (laughs) to have them meld and synchronize themselves like that was actually um, uh, pretty amazing as far as actress technique. So. Absolutely. Definitely, they get that. Uh, my question five is, uh, do we ever see Ned's shitty dad? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's, is he still a shitty person? Yes. Okay. I figured as much. Because, I, I don't know, anyone who just ships his son off to boarding school after, you know, the kid's mother after dies. His mom dies tragically. In yes. front of him in his room. Technically, she died tragically in front of him twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That fucking sucks. I couldn't. I mean, he's just a little kid. What he he was 9 years old. 
yep. nine years, blah, blah, hours, so-and-so minutes. I do appreciate that, that, <laughs> uh, that thing. And it, I mean, it reminded me so much of, uh, of, a, a, a series of unfortunate events that on Netflix, the one on Netflix mm-hmm. and just the way that yes. it's told the, the, the timeless style, stylization and all of that. It just seemed, I was like, Oh, well, and I definitely dig that kind of storytelling where they're like, they're telling you exactly what's happening. And they're like, oh, yeah, maybe I should tell you about this thing. And then they just do a flashback and they just explain it to you. And it's there's no um, pretense in the storytelling, which is good because um, mm. no one likes pretense at storytelling. That's boring. <laughs> I'm kidding. We all like pretense. Otherwise, we just watch um, nonfiction all the time. So this is the time of the show where I am going to give you how many ever much time that you have. I mean, <laughs> how many ever much? Yeah, I mean, the thing <laughs> is, is that the podcast, I would like the podcast to like run at about an hour. But you know what? Take your time and state a case, state your case as to why this show deserves to be watched. I can watch shows with spoilers. Spoilers don't bother me. So I will watch it anyway. But tell me why I, Maya, of Maya Splaining, should watch (laughs) Pushing Daisies. Oh, Maya. I, first of all, kudos on the questions. Those were... Those were lovely. It just proved to me how close attention you were paying. Um, so backstory time. This show came out in 2007 and I, it came out in October of 2000, nope, September. And I had just moved to Missoula. Oh my God. I moved back to Missoula that year. Did you yeah, really? That how summer. We talked that about summer. that? Ha! That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I moved in August. I mean, we same. were there at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. But um, I had not, I had two roommates that had moved with me, but I hadn't really made any friends in the city yet. And this show, I had heard that Kristen Chenoweth was going to be on a new show. And so I watched it from the first episode in real time. And I watched the writer's strike happen and I watched all kinds of things. And so I just, every Thursday, I would make time in my day to watch this in real time and it very quickly became my favorite show of all time and the reasons are that this is basically my aesthetic laid out before me this is (laughs) this is how everything in my dream world would look sound behave and this is how people would be would you be (laughs) would you be the pie man or would you have a pie man no no, but I would definitely live in Côte d'Or. It is lovely. <laughs> right? It's so freaking pretty. And um, I just, I love black comedy. I love the way, I mean, if you watch this show, you will understand how whimsical death is handled. Do you mean like, and it's never do you handled- mean like Chris Rock? It, yes, it, I mean, I do love, I do love Chris <laughs> Rock too, but no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Um, I, the way that death is handled in the show, it's never handled lightly, but it's handled with whimsy, and that's, I think, it's just my favorite way to handle 
situations that are dark and sometimes hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. And there's always humor. Um, The characters are brilliantly written and acted, all nine of our major ones. And then there is a series of brilliant and wonderful guest stars in every single episode as well. And it's just... It's wonderful. Um, the second reason you should watch this is I don't know if you're familiar with Brian Fuller, the creator of this episode. I mean, the creator of this series. Have you heard that name before? I have heard that name before. What else does he do? Where have you heard? Where have you heard I don't that know. name before? From like television. That's very true. Does he do? Uh, does he do? First and foremost, his career started by being a writer on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Oh, that's why. <laughs> And then a showrunner and writer on Star Trek Voyager. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then the series creator of Star Trek Discovery. Well, that's why. Okay. That's uh-huh. why the, the uh-huh. I love the feel and, and the, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And he supposedly, I just heard this through the rumor mill, but supposedly um, when he pitched Star Trek Discovery, he had four other pitches and one of them was the current Picard series that we are dealing with right now. So excited. I am so excited. Anyway, um, I don't know if you, his other shows, maybe you have heard of them. Well, I, because of this podcast, uh, one of the most difficult parts of this podcast is that I don't do any research. I don't do any research all the way through <laughs> Which is so, until I'm done. Does that done. kill you? It kills me because part of the <laughs> thing that I do when I watch a TV show, when I binge a TV show, is I just have like um, the fandom website. Do you know that website? Yes. Yeah. Of I course. just have fandom up and ready. So I can be like, who is that? What's that actor? What have they been in? They look familiar because I need to know everything about the inner workings of a television show period i adore that. that's why we're such good friends so it bugs the shit out of me a little bit <laughs> to be like uh because i couldn't no. look up uh no what's what's the woman's name who plays chuck what's her name again anna freel anna freel i couldn't look up anything on anna freel i knew the only reason why i could tell you everybody's name is because i know everybody else's names from the main cast like everyone because i'm like oh that's chi mcbride i know chi mcbride uh he's in lots he's, of things he's amazing uh, he was in a he's in hawaii 50 i believe right now he is i don't watch hawaii he 50 sure uh for uh, i don't know political reasons something um <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes CBS is shitty to uh, actors of color. I mean, you know. Yes. Yes, uh, they are. It's just a fact. I'm not slamming CBS. I am a CBS All Access uh, 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 subscriber. And many people leech off of that. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um. Absolutely. Well, let me let me name off a couple of his other shows that he's created and see if you're familiar okay. with any of them. He did the Carrie television film in 2002. Oh, I didn't see that one. Did you see? Oh, it's so good. He created the show Dead Like Me. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Love that show. Um, in fact, Ned is actually supposed was supposed to be a guest character on Dead Like Me and then have a spinoff. Oh. <gasps> 
Uh-huh. What? Yep. Okay, see, now, if that had happened, I would have watched Pushing Daisies because I was a huge, huge Dead Like Me fan. I mean, it's so good. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and also, Wonderfalls. unconventional names for girls. George, Chuck. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Michael. Absolutely. <gasps> George, Chuck, Michael. Yep. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to the Fullerverse, Maya. Patterns. I'm so glad you're here. I see patterns. I'm like that that uh that meme with the lady who sees the numbers and stuff. <laughs> he um had, did, did you see Wonderfalls by chance? I did not. What's her name? Ugh. Is her does she have a boy name? Mm, not that I know okay. of. Because <laughs> that'd be funny too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, he was a writer and consulting producer on Heroes. I love Heroes. He did Mockingbird Lane. Um, I watched uh, Mockingbird Lane, and I thought it was really, really funny and really good and really smart, and it, I thought it was disappointing that it didn't get picked up. I agree. Uh-huh. Um, he did Hannibal. I didn't watch Hannibal. You should. Oh. And <laughs> American Gods. Oh, I love American Gods. Which, I don't know and Chris and Chenoweth is an American yeah. Gods, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and he he developed it, and he wrote all of the episodes. And, if, if, I mean, if you pay attention, his aesthetics are very similar. Mm-hmm. He, everything is just unbelievably beautiful. Every single shot and every single one of his shows. Well, he, Discovery included. He tells, a, he tells a story not just in words, but in, and it's like reading a picture book. Almost. Oh yeah, it's it's beautiful. And especially with watching um, Pushing Daisies, it was like it was like reading a picture book because you have this lovely voice. Uh, can you tell me whose voice that was reading? The, yes, yes it can. sounded very familiar, and I feel like I know him in in other things, but uh, I couldn't remember. Jim Dale. Yeah, Jim Dale. He's a, a, yep. a British actor, and uh, yeah. I mean, he's been yes, on Doctor Who, I'm sure, and other things. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, uh, it was. I thought it was delightful. So, here's the thing. I yes. will put. This is my decision. I, if you're done stating your case, I'm sorry for interrupting. So I mean, times. I could I could go on for another six years if you wanted me to. Um, but it's it's up to you. How does the content? Now, <laughs> this is how I feel. It's only two seasons, and they're not that long. Uh, they're not unfortunately and so i mean yes that is that is actually unfortunate but i just i'm like i could probably i don't have anything else going on i mean right now i am watching every single episode of elementary because i've never seen it before and i decided i was just gonna watch all of that so i'm at season four of elementary and probably when i'm done with elementary i might feel that that uh no show on we (laughs) <laughs> and so it's nice to have a show that i could watch and that isn't very long and that i already know i already know what's gonna happen at the end so i'm not gonna be like oh, it's done it's over i was a little afraid to be honest that i was gonna end with some sort of cliffhanger i was more afraid that the first episode was gonna end with a cliffhanger because every commercial break thing seemed like a cliffhanger and the show's it's not that they drag on. It's just that they take a really long time. The episode, that first episode took a very long time. And I don't, I, what, I'm not against that. 
but it just it it took a long time. And so every time there was a commercial break, I was like, oh, fuck, show's over. Oh, wait, no, we got like 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they're beautifully structured Mm -hmm. episodes. And 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 so I will probably I will probably watch it. Um, I I would highly recommend it. I mean, I I do. I watch it every fall. Um, Just so you know, be prepared to have pie cravings. Not really that big on pie. I even if you I'm aren't that big on sweets, just, just be prepared. I'm I mean, warning. I like fair warning. I guess sometimes I, yeah, no. I mean, I'll I'll let you know, but I'm not generally like Please a do. pie person. Like that's not my. That's, uh, that's totally fair. I'm trying to think of like. I mean, I prefer pie. No, I don't actually have a preference with pie to cake. I don't like, I don't really like cake that much either, though. Like, <laughs> I'd rather just have pizza. I mean, pizza's a pie. Well, I understand. Pizza's a pie. Pizza is a pie. Also, I like chicken pot pie. I also I lo- love chicken I love pot a pie. chicken pot pie. So, I like savory pies, just not... Does he make savory pies? Yeah. <laughs> yes. He does? And no. Oh. And no. It depends. There are... <clears throat> There are several episodes where he, where Chuck tries to get him to play with recipes, including mini mini pies, and he does make a savory pie for one of my favorite guest appearances. Hand pies? Does he make hand pies? No. That's disappointing. (laughs) Hand Um, pies are great. I mean, I'm going to be very honest. I watch this show once a year, Mm -hmm. always in the fall, um, and I would watch it on repeat every year, but it makes me so angry that it was canceled that I can only watch it once and have mm-hmm. to deal with the anger that I feel towards America and the entertainment industry and, you know, the world in general. And it's all represented by this show ending the too way that, so. The way that the elite <laughs> mistreat artists and, uh, yep. and creators. Yeah, yeah I can... I can uh, see. How this show is too brilliant and too clever and too wonderful for the American public. Oh, definitely very clever. And and in in its way, it was super clever, but not too complicated. Like the mm-hmm. rules are very clear set. Um, I mean, there was a part of me that was really hoping that Ned would figure out some way around, uh, you know, being able to touch Chuck, but it doesn't seem like that that happens or would happen because the rule the rules are the rules. Them's the rules. Uh, can I ask a bonus question real quick? Yes, you may. Is it ever explained where he get gets his powers from? You only have to it give me... It is not. Okay, I didn't think so. Which is fine, actually, because at the very beginning, it just says, we don't know where his powers come from. They just came. And so I was just like, yeah. I can accept that as part of this world. That there will not be an yeah. explanation as to how Ned got the ability to bring things back to life. Maybe running around and in kind of fields fun. of flowers with a with a pup does it. Could if be. that's the case, uh, let's find us a field of flowers. <laughs> try it out. I'm gonna try it. Try, well, no, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want this power at all, ever. I don't either. I wouldn't wish it on like my worst enemy. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, probably because they would use it for evil. I'm sure they I, would. I assume. I don't have an enemy. 
I'm generally well liked. And those that don't like me. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Uh, those that don't You're like charming me, and delightful. I'm not really sure why they don't like me, but they have their reasons, and that's okay. Because I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Because that's how the world works. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I'm not liked by everyone because I've run out of fucks to give. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that has happened to me as well. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Oh, what's going on? It's... Bomb? Bomb drill? No. No, it's just the is fire department. Is I'm right downtown. Is it Yellowstone? <laughs> I wish. No, you yeah, don't you wish it was Yellowstone. <laughs> what? Be like, okay, and bye-bye, I mean... everybody. <laughs> what the... And we're gone. <laughs> and... <laughs> and scene. scene. Um, have fun editing this, Adair. Anyway, oh, it's Silent Hill. Um, <laughs> the coal mines are on fire all of a sudden. Oh, Lord. I just <laughs> imagine. Where in Wyoming are you? In Riverton. Riverton. And yes. that is close to where? It's right in the center. Okay. So central Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Nah, you wouldn't be okay. No, no. no. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm one of the good areas where it'd be instantaneous. No, yes. you wouldn't be okay. I wouldn't be okay. Am I, no. I'm, Nobody would be okay. Yeah, I'm like all the way over near the coast of Washington, and I would not be okay. That's a bummer. Yeah, no. I... Man. I mean, I'm okay with it. I would much rather have the quick death than the starving to death Fair. like Dan and Courtney are going yeah, to have. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I did not mean to laugh at your starving. <laughs> like, ha we're going to die fast. And Adair. <laughs> Adair and Skylar in Texas will... Yeah. I mean, possibly also, being further south, they might be able to just, like, migrate the fuck out of there. I doubt it. But, no, they probably wouldn't do very well either. Um, yeah, no, the whole world is not going to do that. Out well. of our podcast network, most of us are going to be wiped out. <laughs> Fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, Skylar, Adair, Dan, and Courtney, they'll be, they'll be uh, not okay. They'll be a little Clark-shaped shadow <laughs> burned into the, the side of a shadow. building. That's so funny! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> is he holding like a beehive? <laughs> Probably. In the shadow. <laughs> and there will be an Austin burned in shadow. Oh. And a pit directly to hell. It'll be yeah. fun. Well, wait, a pit directly to hell? Is that where Austin is from? We've just been... Is Austin a We've demon? just been joking that he's... He, we've been joking that he's actually the skin of evil. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know what it comes down to is that evil is not always like this dark horrible thing oftentimes it's no. very funny and uh cool to be around yeah charming yeah charming even my god austin austin <laughs> i should stop doing impersonations of austin now because he might get me <laughs> i am a skin of evil anyway <laughs> just gonna randomly kill some main character for no good fucking reason but it will in turn make the show better i mean our life better except that she wanted out well, that's her that was her mistake yeah i mean i actually really loved what they did with her the oh there's a change in the timeline and suddenly she's back 
Oh, and then she was captured by the Romulans and died horribly again. Well, you know, it does speak to the way that in often in, in science fiction time travel things, how time will have its way. Yep. No, it's true. She's not supposed to be alive. No. And they were like, nope. Time said, nope. Maybe the Q did it. Because aren't the Q Maybe. supposed to be like making sure things go right? I don't even know. I don't know what their I job is. I don't know what their job is. As someone who has watched everything of Star Trek, I don't know <laughs> what their job is. Like, I don't think they have like one. they say that they're supposed they're like observers and they, you know, try to keep things in order. But I don't think that they do that either. <laughs> no, they're they're tired and old and bored. I'm relatively certain that they don't do anything except they don't except except uh, except tell Q that he just went too far. Q, that's too much. Yes. Q, that's too much. And then that's it. That's her job. Bring it back. They're the Q cops. <laughs> they just control Q. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that would be interesting. Well, I think so, too. Cameron, okay. I. Yes. Yes. I like the show. I'll. I'll give it a shot. I can't say that I am as enthusiastic about it right now, but that might change. And if that does change, I yeah. will let you know. Um, Please do. So. I'd like to thank you for being on this show. Do you have any plugs Absolutely. that you'd like to shout out to people that you want them to check out about you? Sure. I mean, if you want to see all the crap that I do, you can go to CameronMichaelFaring.com. That's Michael the appropriate spelling, not the inappropriate one. And you could also hear me do ridiculous shenanigans with my fellow co-host Dan and you can actually if you listen to some back episodes and hopefully soon some forward episodes you can hear our dear Maya right yeah. here on the Matt Generation it's my favorite podcast where we're watching every Star Trek episode ever and it's a good time it is really truly my favorite podcast I thoroughly enjoy oh, it that's I so thoroughly sweet. enjoy it well, it's a good time yeah. And it's very funny. Dan's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm pretty funny. You, you know, it works you out. You guys are both uh, <laughs> intensely amusing. Intensely <laughs> amusing. It's like so intense. Um, <laughs> that's, it's like, that's, wow. I don't know how I feel about that. Wow, you guys are so amusing. <laughs> wow, what? <laughs> intensely amusing. Yep. I'm going to put that on my business cards. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's amusing. <laughs> intensely amusing. Keeping it. Intensely amusing, <laughs> says Maya. <laughs> that's one of your uh that's one of your reviews. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Be sure to check out Maya Splaining on the Instagram and the Twitter. It's just at Maya Splaining. And don't forget to download, subscribe, and share with your friends. And thank you so much for listening. And bye-bye. A Secret Weapon Production